Well, honestly, we felt the lightning this week twice. Uh, it, hit, it hit our office twice in one week. Monday, we got hit. Thursday, we got hit. Wiped out all our communications. We felt the thunder. We felt the lightning. And there's the song. <laughs> but some of you might be saying, what kind of irreligious kind of cult did I just come into here? What is going on? What in heaven's name is going on here? Well, you didn't. You didn't. Did, what we, we, we did a series. We were in a series because this message, really, it's really a message I just can't speak all at once. And uh, we're talking about the inner circle. In the inner circle of Jesus, all my time in ministry, I've never done a study on the inner circle of Jesus. Jesus had the inner circle. It was Peter, James, and John. Peter was the kind of guy that he was always the first one. He was the first one out of the boat. When Jesus was walking on the water, he says, Jesus, can I come? And he got out on the water. Peter was the first one to recognize that Jesus was the son of the living God. Peter was the first one to ask Jesus all the time, what did that parable mean? We don't understand the story that you're telling us. Tell us, could you give us the inside scoop? See, Peter, James, and John, they had the backstage pass to the supernatural. When you go to a conference or when you go, not conference, but a concert, how many have been to a concert? I've never received a backstage pass. Isn't it cool you get to see the, the artist, you get to see and to, to feel and to experience what happens behind the stage, maybe meet that celebrity? You see, Peter, James, and John, they received a backstage pass to the supernatural things of God. This is what I believe. I believe today God wants to give you a backstage pass to the supernatural things of God. I encourage you, I hope you come back next week. Next week, we are actually, because this just happened this last week, God gave me this vision of, we're gonna give every one of you a backstage pass. You're gonna remember this series. You're gonna be a part of the inner circle. The inner circle, you're gonna be able to know that to be a part of the inner circle, I've gotta be open-hearted, open-minded, and tenacious. You see, if you wanna be an inner circle kind of person, and you want to take the Spirit of God to another level in your life, you've got to be open-hearted, open-minded, and tenacious. This morning, I'm going to share with you about having the privilege. You see, when you have a backstage pass, you have a privilege. And today I want to talk to you about the privilege of hearing what others won't. If you're going to be a person of, an in, of the inner circle, you're going to hear things that others will not want to hear, but you're going to hear it and you're going to respond to it. Last week, I talked to you about the privilege of seeing things that others couldn't. But today, before I go into the message, God laid on my heart a few things that we need to do. Uh, and God just directed me this morning. We're going to minister to a few uh, of you here this morning. And so I'm going to ask Sterling and Brandon did I get your name? Brandon, right? Would you come up, please? We're going to pray for Sterling, and we're going to pray for their baby. I received a, a message last night that they have done tests. Come on up here, Sterling, Brandon. They have done tests in that, and I, want to, I don't want to take the words out of context, but there is a, a lack of hearing, that the baby failed the hearing test. And that we want to just pray that God would bring his hearing back again. How many can believe that with me this morning? How many remember just last week we had a woman, Maria? Maria, would you stand up? 
I just want to, I want to, I want to show you Maria because I want this to raise the level of your faith. If you are here this morning and you doubt that God is a miracle working God, that God used to do that, but he doesn't do it anymore. I want to, I want to prove that that is not true. Maria a week ago, well, two weeks ago, maybe Maria was on her deathbed. She had congestive heart failure. Her kidneys were failing and there was not much hope. One week later, here she is. Here she is. We're believing that God's going to have a full recovery for Maria. We walked back and forth, didn't we, Maria? We walked back and forth, and God's going to reverse that. There was a woman on my Saturday night service. Her name is Linda uh, Gordon. Gordon. Linda Gordon. She was on oxygen like Maria. She was in congestive heart failure. She had kidney problems. Can I tell you? She's no longer on oxygen. Her kidneys, there are no problem. And there is a complete reversal. She used to be on health. Amen. She used to have health care come to her home. They don't come to her home no more. And I want to say that, and I want to share that with you today, because I believe wholeheartedly that God can open these ears today. And so, Pastor Jack, I want us just to come and, and, uh, and agree together. Yes. I think it's really important for you guys to know that Jesus can do this. Do you believe he can do this? Do you believe you have faith? Do you have faith that he can open your baby's ears? Because that's what it takes. If you have faith that he can open his ears, we're going to believe that he will do it, that he's going to do it. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above every name that can be named, in heaven or earth or under the earth, we speak to these ears now. We say, just as Jesus said, be open, be open in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authoritative power of the great name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, we command these ears to be open, we command them to hear, we command them to hear, and oh, while we're at it, we pray, Lord, as you open these ears, they will be open to the voice of the Lord. Oh, these ears will hear the voice of the Lord speaking to him, speaking, speaking, and declare what God has said to him. He who has not been able to hear will begin to hear and hear more than just men's voices, but hear the voice of God, the voice of the Lord. Oh, how many can believe that this morning? Yeah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Praise God. Praise God. That's right. Amen. Come on, give God praise in advance for what he's about to do. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're believing for a good report. Christian. Christian is his name. So remember him in prayer. His name is Christian. Be in prayer for him. How many know prayer can avail much? The prayers of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Does it not? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Jacob, I want to, would you stand please? I'm going to pick on you again. I pick on, you know, every so often there's this, God just highlights people and I just love picking on them. And so we're going to pick on Jacob. Everybody say hi to Jacob. (laughs) Jacob, I was driving in this morning and you popped in front of my face. I wish that didn't happen, but it did. And uh, you, you jumped in and jumped in front of me. And I want to tell you 
that I believe this is just uh, God's heart speaking to you. And, and, and Jacob, God would say to you that I'm raising you up for such a time as this to be a man of God, and you're going to be an influencer and a great leader. And right now, I'm saying things that I don't personally understand how and, and what, but that's okay. But you're going to be a leader in some capacity in this place, in this church. You're going to be an influencer in this community. You're going to be an influencer as well as in your work. Just as Jim kept on planting the seed. This is what happened, folks. Jim planted the seed. He kept on having a a Bible study in his workplace. But then there were things going on and he didn't really want to be a part of it. But he ended up showing up. And guess what happened to the seed? Come on, you don't, you can't, you cannot dismiss the seed, the power of a seed. When you think there's no way that man, there's no way that person could ever follow Jesus. There's no way that could ever happen. There was a seed that was planted over and over again. And one day at the right moment, at the right time, when his back was up against the wall, Tell me to shove it if I'm I'm going too far. His backup was against the wall, and he accepted Jesus. And from that day, he has not, and I love this part so much, he cannot stop crying. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. And this is what happened. He gets gets mad. He gets mad. I'm like, I shouldn't be crying. Why am I crying? And I told him, I said, listen, you're not the only man that cries. God will take the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit is on you and in you in your, in your life. And God is going to raise you up. And I'm t- telling you, I don't know how it's going to be, but God is raising you up to be a man of God, a leader, a person of influence in this church, in your community, and in your job, and in the business that you are in partnership with your wife. God's going to make you an influencer. And I want you to begin to carry that mantle says the Lord. Carry that mantle. Because we're going to pray. I want you to stretch forth your, your hand. I want you to stretch forth your hand to this leader that God is raising up. Jim, thank you for coming. And Pastor Jack, yes. Father, right now in Jesus' name, God, I thank you for the anointing and the calling of God that you have placed upon Jacob. Hmm. Didn't Jacob wrestle with God? Jacob wrestled with God until that blessing came. Jacob, you're named for that. Jacob, you're going to wrestle at times with the things of God, and and you're going to seek for him, and you're going to hunger after him, and you're going to say, God, unless you bless me, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to wrestle. God's going to use your strength, physically and spiritually, and you're going to wrestle with things. And you're going to receive that blessing because of your tenacity. Why? Because you're an inner circle man. You're an inner circle man of thinking. You're tenacious. You're open-handed. And you're open-hearted. Don't ever close your heart. Don't ever close your mind. And don't ever stop being tenacious. Because God is going to be releasing you shortly into another season. A deeper level of faith. Now God, do what no man can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give God praise.
Hallelujah. Don't you love it when just God just shows up and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then final, and I'm done. Did I catch you off guard? Yeah, that's good. I love doing that. This is Mary. Mary. Mary has had a lot, a lot of back problems and surgeries. How many surgeries have you had now? Four surgeries on your back. Have they, has it gotten better? No. Well, do you believe that Dr. Jesus can maybe do something? Do you? All right. Could you come for a walk with me? Now, we're just going to do what I just sort of had a vision of. And we're going to do that. Is that okay? She's not sure, so help her, okay? So come here. Come here. Now, we have... Here it is. Actually, you're going to do something. Put that on your finger there. Right, I'm going to put it in your palm. Put it in your palm. It's going to be a little oily. Okay, now smear it together in your hands. Okay. And what I want you to do is I want you to place it on your pain. I can't reach. You can't reach? You did it. Is it on your pain? Yes. All right. Now, I want you, all of you, if you could, to stretch forth your hand to, to Mary. And Father, I pray, God, right now in Jesus' name, that, Lord, that what she couldn't do, she just did. And, God, that what she continues not being able to do, Lord, we're believing today that you're going to break the cycle of this ailment that's within her body. I don't understand what it is or what's going on, but God, whatever's happening in her back, God, today we're asking for a supernatural healing to come over her body. God, that which surgery has not been able to affect or change, God, we pray by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit of God, that God, that you would release your healing virtue right now. Touch her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Father, I pray touch every vertebrae, every tendon every aspect of her back god we call into alignment those things that are outside of alignment we call this body into alignment with the spirit and the word of god we pray align the things that need to be aligned loosen the things that need to be loosed and break free the things that need to be broken and god today we stand in agreement this body this church we stand in agreement right now and we're believing for a supernatural miracle to touch mary to touch Mary in Jesus name in the name of Jesus we don't have to beg or plead or bargain but we simply today we simply ask in faith that you would make Mary whole make her well make her healed in Jesus name Jesus name now let's go for a little walk let's go for a little walk We're just going to walk it off. We're going to walk off those four surgeries. We're going to walk off maybe the trauma in your life that maybe brought some of this, some of the things that happened in life, maybe through circumstances and things. And today we just break off the trauma. Today we break off the things. Well, we're not done. We're not. She wants to sit down, pray for her, help her. We're just, we're wanting to break off those things. We just want her back loosened. We want her back healed. Now, what cannot, what can't you do? And don't don't say can't vacuum because that. 
That's what Dean wants to, you know, she wants you healed so you can vacuum again. But we want more than that, right? You can't play with your grandchildren. That's the desire of your heart. You want to play with your grandkids again, right? Listen, I'm believing that that today is a, is, is a going to be a new day for I'm, I'm believing today that we can say it doesn't matter what the prognosis of the doctor says however wonderful intelligent that they are and all those things but we're just believing for a supernatural touch from God We're just believing for that. We're just waiting on the Holy Spirit just to bring that healing, bring that fullness of the manifestation of the healing power of Christ just to touch this body. Church, can you just intercede for a moment just in your own way? Just begin to pray. Just begin to continue just to pray and intercede that God just bring healing to this body. Bring healing to this body. Father, we believe that in Jesus' name. That God should be able to play with the grandkids again. God should be able to move and twist and be able to sit, to get up, to get down. God should be able to get down on the ground to to play with her grandkids in Jesus' name. God, they should be able to get down on the ground and play with those grandkids in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 You feel anything different? Yeah? Okay. Well, I'm going to let you be seated. And I'm going to check in with you a little bit later. Is that okay? She's just saying, just let me sit. I want to sit. just want to sit. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, we're privileged to hear what most won't. God today wants to raise up a church, a people, a believer, believers that are willing to hear what others don't want to hear. Can I tell you, there's some churches, some people, they don't want to know. They want to believe. They don't want to even conceive the idea that God is able to heal people. Maybe someone say, oh, that happened in the past, but it doesn't happen anymore. God doesn't do that. Why not? Where does it tell? Where does it say that he stopped doing that? Show me. Ah. I'm a semi. I'm not the sharpest pencil in the box, but I'd like to, you know, show me. I'll, 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 okay. Can I tell you, God wants for you, for us to be able to hear things that most people won't. See, that's inner circle mindset, inner circle thinking. And God today wants to birth that in our heart. So I want us to pray together. Could you pray this prayer with me? Father, in Jesus' name. Would you open my heart? Would you open my mind? Would you open my ears that I might hear you and respond to you? When others won't, I will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to look to your neighbor and just say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want, you to, I want you to come next week. Next week, we're going to be passing out backstage passes for all of you. You're going to have the opportunity at the end of the service to grab your backstage pass after these, these three messages that we've shared. I hope you come back next week. 
and receive that backstage pass because you say, I want to be a person that is of inner circle thinking. Amen. Amen. There was a story of Franklin Roosevelt who often would endure long, long lines at the White House. And he complained that no one ever really paid attention. Have you ever felt like that? No one ever really pays attention to what I have to say. Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I just want to, I want to say, you know, the sky is falling and the pigs are purple, you know, and just see if anybody really cares or anybody listening. <laughs> well, that's how, that's how Franklin felt. And so to teach, to each person that would pass, he wanted to sort of try something out. And so when people were going by, he would murmur this statement. I murdered my grandmother this morning. And the guests would respond with phrases like, marvelous, good job, keep up the good work. It was only until the very end of the reception line that the ambassador from Bolivia, that his words act, that he actually heard the words and the ambassador leaned over and whispered, I'm sure she had it coming to her. (laughs) Sometimes we wonder... What we can really hear, are we really listening? Are we hearing what God wants to say? Are people hearing? And I want to share with you this morning about how how do inner circle people hear what others choose to ignore? And I want to give you an answer. If you're taking some notes, you're writing some things down, how do inner circle people hear what others choose to ignore? Can I tell you, I, I told you a couple weeks ago that God is always speaking. God is always moving. You never have to pray, God, please move in my life. God, please speak in my life. God is always doing that. How many agree? God is always doing that. He's always speaking. He's always moving. He's always guiding. He's always directing. So how do inner circle people hear what others choose to ignore? Now, when I use that terminology, inner circle, that might sound almost a prejudice, a prejudice, um, exclusive. We'll go with the word exclusive. Thank you. Like an exclusive statement. It sounds like an exclusive statement, but can I tell you that God uh, is that way? He desires at times to pull people close, if they're willing, to have an exclusive audience with you. That's what God desires. God is looking for for inner circle people, inner circle thinking that says, not everybody is going to be able to do what I've done. Not everybody is going to be willing to hear what I want to share. Not everybody is going to want to see what I want to show them. But if you're an inner circle person like Peter, James, and John, Peter was always the first one, as I mentioned, first one out of the boat. He was the one that was always, he was the first one that said, yes, Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Peter was always the first one that said, how or what did you mean in that parable? He was always the first one. James and John, they were the sons of thunder. Feel the lightning and the thunder. I love that song. They brought it. They were the sons of thunder. You see, they were, they were of inner circle people. They were tenacious. They were open-minded, open-hearted. But how do inner circle people hear what others choose to ignore? And here's the answer in one statement. And then we're going to unpack this a little bit. Inner circle people respond to the supernatural voice of God while others choose to ignore it. 
You see, many times we have turned coming to church into a religious ceremony. We've turned our faith into something that I do on Sunday, something that I do maybe on a Wednesday. We have not turned it into something that is an aspect of my life every day. It is not just a religious event, but it is a relationship that I have. It is something that I do every day. It is who I am. It is what I do because I'm connected to my creator. My creator has connected with me and I want to connect with him in a greater way. The Bible is not just written by some schizophrenic men over 1,500 years, but it's created and was written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God guided and directed and put an anointing upon men to, uh, to, to write the scripture so that you and I have the benefit of reading the very heart of God. You see, God is looking for individuals to have an inner circle mindset. People that will respond to the supernatural voice of God while others will ignore it. Now, what does that mean? Let me unpack that a little bit this morning. Truth number one is this, is that we've got to be open to the supernatural revelation of God. I would be naive to think that I have total and complete understanding And that looks pretty goofy on the screen there, doesn't it? Supernatural. I'm just making sure if you're reading correctly, that's all. And you've done very well. Be open to the supernatural revelation of God. Can I tell you, supernatural revelation, God wants to show us revelation. He wants to reveal things to you. As a matter of fact, if you are a person of faith, if you have given your heart to Jesus Christ, guess how that happened? It was by a supernatural revelation that the Holy Spirit convicted you and convinced you that without Jesus Christ, you would not make it to heaven. It was a supernatural revelation that showed you that the scales fell off one day and said, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but through him. That was by a supernatural revelation. That's when big, strong, hefty men like Jacob cry. I don't want to do this no more. I'm crying. I want to stop. But what's happening? It's the Holy Spirit of God that's convicting and convincing, saying, I'm real. I'm alive. I'm not just something in a book. I'm not just some building that you go to. I am, I am a spirit, and I want to live inside of you. I want to be your life. I want to bring motivation to you. I want to bring direction to you. You see, Christianity following Christ is not some dogma. It is a relationship with him. Every day, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us and direct us. It is by and through special revelation that I know him and it's by and through special revelation that I need to serve him. Supernatural revelation. I want to take you to Acts chapter 10, verse 9 through 16. I want you to see this story. Peter, in Acts chapter 10, Peter is is singled out. Once again, the Holy Spirit singles out Peter. And what I want to suggest is the largest cross-cultural ministry that was about to be launched through this one man. And how did it happen? It happened because of a supernatural revelation. And Peter, being a part of that inner circle, who was tenacious, who was open-minded, open-hearted, was willing 
to receive a supernatural revelation. Look at the text. Verse 9 says, The next day all about the sixth hour, as a man, as men were approaching the city on their journey, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open, something like a strange sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth, as well as birds of the air. And then a voice spoke to him, get up, kill Peter and eat. No, Lord, Peter answered, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. And the voice spoke to him, the voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. And this happened three times, and all at once the sheet was taken back up into heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was Peter, I'm thinking that I'm just so hungry, I'm dreaming now about a tablecloth falling from heaven. I'm thinking about... I'm, I'm thinking about a, a sheet coming down, a tablecloth, blanketing a, a big table because I'm hungry. I fell asleep. A table comes, a tablecloth comes around this table, and all of a sudden, I have a my my my, my dream of a of an incredible feast turns into a nightmare because now all of a sudden I'm dreaming about porchetta sandwiches and Jews don't eat pork and I don't know what's going on. And can you only imagine what's going on in Peter's mind? Thinking, God, you gotta save me here. You gotta help me. God, I'm hungry, but Lord, I don't want to eat a porchetta sandwich. I don't want to go that far. But God, I'm hungry. <laughs> And he's dreaming about porchetta sandwiches. He's dreaming about these animals that's impure, not clean. And he doesn't want to go there. Now, how many of you would have gone there? Right? You get this revelation. And you're thinking, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm just out of my mind. I'm just, I'm just in the flesh. I'm in the flesh. My, I'm, I'm just hungry. <laughs> that's why I'm dreaming about porchetta sandwiches. That's why I'm dreaming about... See, what you have to realize is that Jews did not associate with Gentiles. They did not go into their homes. They did not visit with them. They did not talk with them. They did not go with them. There were things that they would not eat. And God is giving Peter a special revelation that goes against Every ounce of teaching that he received since he was a little boy. Now, I don't know about you, but I, my mind definitely would go there. I'm hungry. I, I, I'm, I am having a nightmare. But I want you to see something, what's happening in this text. And if you're writing things down, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. See, God expanded Peter's horizon and helped him out of the box. Can I tell you what's holding you up from the next revelation is the old one. The Bible talks about going from, from glory to, to glory to glory. And if I'm still stuck, can I tell you, if you got saved 20 years ago and that's all you can think about, that's the only story you got. Oh, I remember 20 years ago I got saved. Woo! Oh, I remember how wonderful it was. And that is your only story in 20 years. You're going to get mad at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. There is a problem. 
If the only story that you have in your arsenal that you got saved 20 years ago at some church based upon a revelation, but that was the only revelation that you've got that you've received since, can I tell you, you're not hearing. You're not hearing. It's not that God's not talking. It's not that God's not speaking. But can I tell you, there is more. There is more. Peter, Peter understood that Jesus was the son of the living God. Peter understood that Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament law. Jesus became real to him. It was a revelation. Peter was open to receive. Peter was willing to get out of the religious box that he was in since the beginning of time and to step out of the box and say, what do you have for me? Oh, and what he would know is, is that it wasn't just for him, but it was for people for generations, over 2,000. Can I tell you, think about this. You and I would not be sitting here right now. You and I would not have been praying for Christian. You and I would not be praying for Mary. You and I would not be sitting in this room if it wasn't for that one time when Peter was challenged with a special revelation. And because of that special revelation, you and I as Gentiles have been grafted into the vine. You and I would not be here today. Think about that. Think about the awesomeness. Think about the, 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 the incredible importance of having a special revelation from God. And what that meant for history. What that meant for the future. A special revelation came in. And Peter didn't just fluff it off as, oh, I'm just hungry. Oh, it was just a bad dream. Oh, it was just last night's pizza. No, it was a special revelation. And he responded. And he was willing to get outside of the box of his religious dogma. Can I tell you? Sometimes if people, you know, maybe sometimes we get a, we say, oh, you know, that <laughs> we get a little emotional in here, don't we, a little bit? It's all this hooping and hollering. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> well, I heard I heard an old pastor say, and it's so true. It sort of grew on. I really hated the statement at first, but it grew on me. And that is, you can either be dignified or you can be delivered. Now, look, I, I, I like I like being dignified. I, I, Honestly, I'm the kind of guy that I don't like to buckle my seatbelt because it's going to increase my shirt. I'm one of those. And I, I, Chris laughs at me, but it's true. I, I, don't, I had, I had a, a good police officer, a friend of mine, he said, listen, do you want to have a crease in your shirt? You want to be dead, you fool. Okay. So I buckle it. I'm good. See, when that special revelation comes... If you're an inner circle person, you're going to get out of your box. Oh, pastor, I don't know that, that you know that that raising the hands thing. I don't know. That's a little spooky to me, pastor. What you raised in your hands for, pastor? You're getting a little emotional. I don't know how you can differentiate having a relationship with the supernatural being of God and not get emotional. How 
can you not get emotional? There is nothing wrong with showing emotion. There is nothing wrong for a grown man that's as buff as Jacob. To cry. There's nothing wrong with a skinny pencil neck pastor to cry. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with a woman to cry. When the Holy Spirit of God captures your heart, captures your attention, and you're just touched, and you're just broken, and you're just... Dale Nat. How many remember no, no Dale Nat? He's a good friend of mine. He comes up here when he helps me do the Harvest 12-year journey. This big guy, he's crying. And I just love it. I'm like, yeah, get him. Get him, Lord. Get him real good. Make him cry. Pour it on, Holy Ghost. Pour it on. I love it. See, there's nothing wrong with that. You cannot differentiate that. And I personally don't believe at all. Every time, every time when the apostle went to go minister the gospel and teach about the Holy Spirit, you know what? They heard and they saw. You know what? I'm sure they heard people crying. I'm sure they heard and they saw things happening in that room. This the test. Supernatural. So my question is, are you willing to get out of the box? Are you willing to get out of... You see, every one of us do this. Every one of us. We all come to this street. Some of you are com- coming from a Catholic background. So guess what? You have a, a box that you come... You have the, the Catholic box that you come in and then you bring that Catholic box in here. And so you will filter everything through that experience of Catholicism. So you're going to bring your Catholic box and you're going to see all the things that's going on around like... Wait, 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 that don't fit in my box. Wait a minute, that don't fit in my box. Can I tell you how many times God didn't fit into my box? I've been in this thing all my life and sometimes he doesn't fit in my box. Does that make it any less true? Nope. Can I tell you? God wants to bring us to a level of getting comfortable being outside of our box. Here, I want you to write this down. Peter received, hear this, Peter received an education that led to new convictions. Peter received an education that led to new convictions. I want you to think about this. You just say you just get really recently saved. I gave my heart to Jesus. And so I, I'm, I'm beginning to get educated. I'm beginning to read God's word. I'm beginning to come to, to services. I'm beginning to come to Bible studies. And I'm, I'm getting the word of God. I'm feasting on the word of God. I, I, I go home, Lisa. I go home and I go in my prayer closet and I'm studying and I'm reading, right? And, I, and I'm told about the Holy Spirit. I, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was at a youth camp and I went home and I'm like, God, that's it. I've been in this thing all my life and all I got is two syllables. Really? Thanks a lot. So I went home, I went home, and I, clo- I closed my door, and I, I kept on reading all the scripture about the Holy Spirit. Suddenly it came a sound from heaven, to rush your mighty wind, put all the place where they were sitting, clone tongue, tat upon him, gave him the Holy Ghost. Okay, give it me more. And I kept on reading the scriptures, you know, the apostles came, they laid hands, they heard him speak with other tongues, they prophesied, they began to do incredible mighty things. Things were happening, things were booing. God, I want more of that. When you got saved, do you have a story beyond the day you got saved? Do you have a story? Do you have revelation beyond the day you got saved? Do you have a, do you have a story of how, how you were used to maybe plant a seed in somebody else's life? Do you have a story of how God gave you a word, a prophetic word to speak to somebody else in order to help motivate them to the next level of their life? 
See, God wants to pour out prophetic revelations. He wants to show you revelation. God wants to educate you so that you have a new set of convictions. What does that look like? Well, when you get saved, all of a sudden, you have a set of convictions that says, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't talk like that. Oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't go there. Oh, maybe I shouldn't think that way. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should not have that kind of attitude. Can I tell you, when you come in contact with the almighty God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and you come in contact with a supernatural revelation, you get a supernatural set of convictions. A different set of convictions. There should be a marketable difference in what you used to be and what you are now. Why? Because you received and are receiving an education that leads you into new convictions. Truth number two. We need to be open to supernatural invitations. Invitations. In Acts chapter 10, picking out with verse 17, look at this. While Peter was puzzling over the meaning of the vision. I would be puzzling that too, wouldn't you? He's puzzling over the vision. The men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house and approached the gate. And they called out to, uh, to ask if Simon could, called Peter was staying there. And as Peter continued to reflect on the vision, here it is. Look at this. The spirit told him, three men are looking for you. Get up, go downstairs and accompany them without hesitation because I have sent them. And so Peter went down to the men. He said, here I am, the one that you're looking for. Why have you come? Cornelius, the centurion, has sent us. Now let me pause there for a moment. The ministry of the apostles have been specifically to Jewish people. The ministry of the gospel, the hope, have only been to the Jewish people. At times, the gospel leaked out and the Gentiles began to hear the word and accept the word and to receive the word. Cornelius is one of those individuals respected by God, respected by the community. And he wants more. He wants to know what this whole thing is about. So Peter went down to the man and he said, here I am, the one that you're looking for. How, why have you come? Cornelius the centurion has sent us. He is the righteous He is a righteous and God-fearing man with a good reputation among the whole Jewish nation. A holy angel instructed him to request your presence in his home. Now, you see, isn't it amazing how God is working on the back story while he's also working on the front story? How many times we don't see the back story of what's going on when God's doing the front story with Peter? So Peter invited them in as guests and the next day he got ready and went with them accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. So what am I saying? What What's taking place here? God is looking for men and women that are inner circle minded that have the capacity and the willingness to accept and receive a supernatural invitation. See, God sends associates to Cornelius to invite Peter to enter a new scope of ministry to Gentiles. Peter was invited, hear me, Peter was invited to launch the world's first cross-cultural ministry. Do you know right now, I believe with all my heart, there are men and women in this place. God has given you a supernatural revelation. And he's also is giving you a supernatural invitation to start something that is absolutely groundbreaking. 
that God is inviting you to a table. He's inviting you to a place. He's inviting you to an arena that is not charted yet. He's inviting you to a, a, excuse me, a path that has been uncharted yet. He's inviting, he's giving you an invitation. You've got the revelation. Now I want to invite you to go do something with it. And here's the key. I'm educated and that gives me new convictions, but guess what happens when I get exposed and I have exposure to this invitation, the supernatural invitation, guess what? I begin to get a new compassion. All of a sudden, Peter, Peter had a compassion for a people group he didn't care less about. His focus was spreading the gospel to the circumcised, to the Jewish nation, to the Jewish people. Why? Because they were the chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. But now God is saying through a special revelation, I'm inviting you, Peter, Peter. <laughs> I'm keeping it real. Wipe the peepers out of your eyes, right? I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you, Peter, to an invitation to open up a brand new ministry. What is that meaning to you? Listen, maybe you're here this morning and God is wanting to open up a new ministry. Maybe you want to, God is opening up to you a new business. Maybe it's a, a new venture that God is releasing you into. You have a revelation. God's given you a revelation and now he's giving you an invitation. He's ex- just as Peter was exposed uh, uh, to, to this invitation and to this revelation. He's now having a new set of compassions in order to go and reach a people group that were despised, that were unclean and unpure. But yet Peter was the first to go do that. I think of a man who came to me several years ago. He had cancer behind his nose. And he said, would you pray for me? I want to be healed. Do you want to know something? It was at that moment, it was at that time when I was invited to do something. I don't say this to say, oh, well, good for you, Ray. No, I say this because it was at that moment when I felt I had an invitation that God wanted to do something supernatural in his life and in the lives of others. It was on that day, in that moment, I can remember the place I was in, the space I was in, what I was, what I was smelling, what I was seeing. It was on that day, I realized that we needed to have a healing rain event where God needed to come and show up and show off. No name, no person, no pat, no church was high lifted up, no pastor was high lifted up, but a supernatural experience with God. Can I tell you, Through that revelation and through that invitation, in a matter of two weeks, we had a venue, we had speakers, we had a website, we had all the other paraphernalia that you needed, and God came and did marvelous things. Over those four years that we had seen that happen, people got saved, people got delivered, people got set free. Some of you are even in this room that were touched by healing rain. Some of you are in this place right now, and because because healing rain touched you, you've been able to touch other people, and and the chain continues. Hundreds of individuals, can I tell you, God wants to use you in a supernatural way. You might say, well, I tried this before. It didn't seem to work. Can I tell you, if you have a revelation, God is inviting you to step up and to step out, get out of the box, get out of that 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 that, that, that fear of man and that fear of, of doubt and, and unbelief and allow God to express that compassion for a people group or for, or, or for individuals that you've never had before. Amen. You see, that's the difference between inner circle thinking 
The third truth is this, is be open to a supernatural confirmation. Be open to a supernatural confirmation. Verse 24 of Acts 10 says, the following day he arrived in Caesarea where Cornelius was expecting him and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was about to enter, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet to worship him. They thought very highly of Peter. But Peter helped him up. Stand up, he said. I'm only a man as, as yourself. As Peter talked with him, he went inside and he found many people gathered together. He said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with a foreigner or visit him? But God, <laughs> but God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was invited, I came without objection. I asked then, why have you sent for me? And Cornelius answered, four days ago, I was in my house praying at this and at the ninth hour. And suddenly a man in radiant clothing stood before me and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been remembered before God. Therefore, send a job for Simon, who is called Peter. And he is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner by the sea. And so I went. And so I sent for you immediately and you were kind enough to come now then. We are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has instructed you to tell us the good news for Gentiles. That's why you and I are here today. At that very moment, that was a pivotal time. Acts 10 is a pivotal time for the church, for you and I. Can I tell you, I can't imagine the pivotal moments that you've experienced in your life through a supernatural revelation, through a supernatural invitation, and through a supernatural confirmation. But maybe, maybe we've walked away from it. We said, oh, it's too hard. I'm not willing to put in the time. I'm not willing to put in the sacrifice. And you walk away from it. But God still has that revelation inside of you. God still put that invitation in, 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 in your spirit. God still has that confirmation there. He wants to confirm that word that he put inside of you. And look at verse 34. And then Peter began to speak. I now truly understand that God does not show favoritism. His box that he had for God. You see, we all come at this thing with our own boxes. Blues mine. I now truly understand that God does not show favoritism, but welcomes those from every nation who hear him and do what is right. This is what happened. This is what happened. I'm going to ask Sarah to come back as we close. God confirmed his enlarged vision. How many wants to receive this in a large vision? You've got, God gave you a vision, but God wants to enlarge it. Can I tell you, I believe it with all my heart, God gave a vision to this house to be a city on the hill. Can I tell you, I believe with all my heart, God is even enlarging that vision. He's enlarging that footprint. God confirmed this enlarged vision with a receptive Cornelius and signs to follow his conversion. Here's the final truth I want you to write down, and that is this. Peter's experience led to new commitments. Now, 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 now hear me. You see, when you 
when you are going to receive that revelation, you will be educated and given a new set of convictions. When you get that invitation, you're going to be exposed to new compassions. When you get that confirmation, you're going to have experience that's going to lead to new commitments. I am now committed to the vision. I'm committed to the revelation that God gave me. Peter became committed to the revelation that he was invited to come to. Come on, church, hear me. God, When God gives you a supernatural special revelation, don't think that there's not strings attached. Many times we see men of God, women of God, and we look at, oh, wow, isn't that luxurious? Isn't that wonderful? Wow, look at the success that they have. Look at all that. Can I tell you all the glitter is in gold? You know what you don't see? What's that? You see the glory, but you don't know the story. You, you don't know. Can I tell you? You don't know. Some of you here this morning, you don't know the story of this mountain. Twenty years ago, this place owed money to everybody in this valley. Over 20 years ago, this place was about to be closed. Ten people in this church. Five more showed up, 15. 20 years ago, they're about to close. 20 years later, 20 years later, through commitment to a revelation to be in this place and to serve and to give, when, even when it hurt, and to sow even when they didn't have it, 20 years later it's a campus of 40 acres 1.2 million dollars for a rock rec center a swim club attached for another 325,000 a 3.9 million 3.2 million whatever it is I forget 3 point it is big (laughs) can I tell you that project might be behind three weeks but we're still under budget and I believe it's going to remain that way in Jesus name Listen, people come up to me and say, well, when, 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 you know, when should we do the ministry? When, we should, when, we should, when should we start ministry? I said, well, listen, you don't, don't wait for the money. What I've learned is over time is that money follows ministry. You, you, pick, you, you pick into your pocket and say, well, what do I got? Well, I got two mints. And I need both of them. You'll thank me later. Or I might share one. I might share one. Can I tell you something? When God gives you that revelation, however small it is, and you accept the invitation, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna follow it. It's gonna cost you something. Listen, I'm not asking you to follow something that's not gonna cost you something. It's gonna cost you something. It costs Peter cost Peter he went against the cultural norm he went against everything that he understood to be religious and right and true and godly he went against it all are you an inner circle kind of person there's two people I want to talk to number one you're here this morning you say you know pastor 
I'm a religious person, but I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right now, today, in this house, there are several individuals in this first service, some scales fell off, and all of a sudden they began to realize, hey, I don't have to be religious, I just got to have a relationship. Religion isn't going to get me to heaven, but a relationship with Jesus Christ will. There might be some people here today, maybe you came in with your box and said, hey, well, this is the box I came in with. What do you think? I think I say, I think you better throw the box out. I think you better get rid of the box. How about we don't have a box? How about we just let him be God? How about, how about we just say, listen, how about we just let God show up and show off and we'll just let the shit fall where they may? Listen, I've never been able to save anybody. You know, you know the only person who's able to do that through a supernatural revelation is Jesus, the Holy Spirit. See, you are saved only by one thing. You are saved by a supernatural revelation. That's how you are saved. I can't convince you to follow Jesus. I can't convince you to follow him for one day, one hour. But the Holy Spirit, through a supernatural revelation, says, wow, I need him. He's my access to heaven. He's my way to a a, a good life, a pure life, a a successful life. But then there's the invitation. Am I going to walk in that every day? Am I going to serve in that every day? Am I going to confirm that with signs and wonders following? Isn't that what the Bible says? Signs and wonders follow those that believe. Why? Because you're stepping out of the box that we put him in. And you begin to sow seeds. You begin to speak into people's lives. You begin to pray for people. Guess what? People might laugh at you. Are you afraid that people are going to laugh at you? Don't be. Don't be. Because in about a year from now, those people that laughed at you will come at you and say, Brother, would you please help me And you're going to say, I used to do that too. Or say, I still do that. You're here this morning. Today's the moment, right now is the time to give your heart to Jesus Christ. Put aside your liturgy, put aside the orthodoxy. Romans 10, 19 and 13 says this. If you believe that the Father raised Christ from the dead, you confess it with your mouth. Why? Because you believe it in your heart, you shall be what? Saved. I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to beg for it. It just happens. Now I want us to stand to our feet this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask you here this morning, today, I believe the Holy Spirit is moving in this place. He's roaming these aisles. He's roaming these pews. He's tugging on heartstrings. He's tugging on your life. And the Holy Spirit is here today to ask you a question, and that is this. Are you willing to let go of your religiosity and your dogma and the box that you might have prepared for God? And are you willing to allow Him to be the Lord and Savior of your life? Are you willing to allow Him to be your Savior today? So that he can give you a life and life more abundantly. I want to ask you, if that's you this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm willing to do that. I want to make him my Lord and Savior. We just raise your hand right where you are. We just put it up. Put it down. Let me just see that hand. Just put it up. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Anybody else? Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes people coming to Jesus this morning. I 
How awesome. You know what the Bible says? When one person gives their heart to the Lord, that the angels rejoice. There's a Holy Ghost hoedown happening in heaven right now. Four people just raised their hand. About three people there in the first service. Seven people got saved today. Listen. Amen. Why? What's happening? What's happening? It is through, because you're an inner circle person. You're saying, I want to receive that supernatural revelation. I don't understand it. I don't even know what to go with it, but I'm going to receive it. I'm going to receive it. There's another group of people I want to talk to. And I, prayer team, be prepared. I want you to come. Number two is God has given you, whether it be 20 years or 20 minutes ago, God gave you a revelation. He gave you a vision, a dream. Unlike Peter, it might have taken us 20 months or 20 years to say, oh, well, maybe I should do something about that revelation I was given. Today, right now, I believe the Holy Spirit is inviting you. Just as Cornelius invited Peter to his house, I believe right now, Cornelius is inviting Peter to walk in that revelation. I'm inviting you to walk in that gift, that 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 vision, that revelation that God put inside of you about maybe a ministry or a business or 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 a, a expansion of something or or the start of something, a new season of something. God today is saying, "Are you going to respond to that revelation? Are you going to respond to the invitation so that I can give you that, that so I can give you that supernatural confirmation?" We're going to sing this chorus. I know time is late, but I, can I tell you, the Holy Spirit's going to do incredible work here at this altar. Incredible. You're going to walk out of here totally different. I guarantee. I guarantee it. Don't walk on it. Don't walk away at it now, okay? Prayer team, come, please. And this is what's going to happen. We're going to sing this chorus. And what I'm going to ask you to do is I want to add, don't respond to me. I'm just a man. I want you to respond to the power of the Holy Spirit that is tugging on your heart. Whether you raise your hand for the first time for salvation saying, yes, I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm taking God out of my religious box and I'm going to know him as my personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe you're that person that says, God gave me a vision. He gave me a dream. He gave me a revelation. And today I'm responding to the invitation and I'm awaiting the confirmation. But I'm going to start that something new. I'm going to go down that path that I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. And that's you this morning, today, as we sing this song. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. But come. Just begin to file out of these pews and come. And we're going to pray with you. We're going to lead you. And we're going to see the mighty hand of God release you into new heights and deeper depths. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many's ready for that? How many's ready? All two of you are ready. Great. All right. Well, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. Just come. Just come as we sing. Hallelujah. I want to know you. Yes, Lord.
all together just to pray. Maybe you're here at the altar, maybe you're not. But for those of you, maybe in your pew, and maybe you raise your hand for salvation. And, and I wanna, I wanna help you this morning. I wanna, my, my words are not magical. They, there's nothing supernatural about them. But if you could, if you could say this prayer that's from your, from your own heart. Jesus looks at the heart. You know that? He looks at the heart, not the outer shell, but he looks at the heart. I want to I personally pray with you today. We're going to do that. Amen? Brother, I, I just want to, I want to, would you come here? I want to I personally pray. As you just, I, I just, I'm so thankful what God's doing in your life. I'm so thankful. It's awesome what God's doing in your life. Could I have to share what you shared with me, just a little bit of what you said last week? Yes. What's your first name? Jacob. Jacob. This, we have another Jacob. Another Jacob. Jacob, several years ago, he was an atheist. We know what an atheist is, right? Don't believe in God. Doesn't want us to do with God. God is offensive. But God turned his heart around and all of a sudden began to recognize that there was something more, huh? Yes. And, and and Jacob has been coming for what, two or three weeks now? It's my third week. Third week, okay. And today God is doing something in your heart. In your heart. And I believe today that God is just going to manifest himself in a greater way in your life. And I believe just like you, Jacob, there's other people in this room that at one point were in that place. Maybe they were atheists or agnostic and and, and and just didn't know where to put this whole God thing in their, in their factor of life. But I, as I pray with you personally, I'm going to invite others to pray as well. And I'm sure this is not maybe the first time, but maybe the first time in this way that we would just confess openly, just as Romans 12 says, I'm going to confess with my mouth because I believe in my heart and salvation comes through that confession. Does that make sense? Can I just join with you? And would you just repeat this prayer with me? And would you, would you, excuse me, would you repeat this prayer with me this morning? Just pray this as we pray together. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for dying on the cross for me, for shedding your blood for me. And today, I confess with my own mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life. I give the Holy Spirit access to everything of who I am. I want to be educated so that I have new convictions. I want to be exposed so that I have new compassions. I want to be a person that has the inner circle mindset. I want to be privileged to see what some couldn't. I want to be privileged to hear what some won't. I receive Jesus today as my Lord and Savior. I am saved in Jesus' name.
Amen and amen. Come on, give God praise. Come here.